Radio. What up, people? Thank you for tuning in to this podcast for the vibes presented by Reggae 360. You know what we do here. We talk about reggae music. We'll give you a nice little interview. We talk about positive thoughts. We manifest positive energy. All right. We try to be a guiding force when it comes to battling those inner demons when that negative voice comes in your mind sometimes you might remember something evan yarmo said or brett coleman said or jb said and you're saying you know what it's gonna be okay i can pull out my phone and listen to these boys right now they can give me a bona fide pep talk that's what we do here but i don't do it alone okay got a couple uh a couple aces with me all right and uh one of them is feeling a little separation anxiety right now because a little peek behind the curtains I'm not in Evan's 100-degree studio uh, on the west side of Manchester, but he is. Evan, introduce yourself, dude, and let's just talk about that, man. Talk about it. Uh, well, I'm upset, disappointed, and also it's going to snow tomorrow, so I'm also upset about that. Um, it's not going to be 100 degrees. If you were here, it might be. Um, but you know what, outside of you not being in this room physically with me and that just destroying every fiber of my deep being, I am doing fantastic today, JB. So happy to be doing this podcast with you right now. Nice dude. I've, um, I've actually thought about destroying every fiber of your being multiple times. So I'm glad that I can finally make that happen, dude. But you know what? You sound good. So, um, that's all that matters. And speaking of sounding good. All right. We got a guy, all right? We got a guy that uh, always sounds good, man. He always knows what to say. He's got the gift of gab. He's got a million-dollar mouthpiece. He just fires up and lets it rip, man. And that's Brett Coleman from Arizona. What's up, Brett? How you doing? <laughs> oh, man, I'm doing great. Good to be here once again. And, uh, yeah, man, I'm, feel, I'm feeling the anxiety for you guys. I'm sorry you're, you're not in the same spot, but the vibes are still very much alive. Here we are. Sorry, it's all it feels like a cliche now. I can never say that anymore. But the vibes are alive. Here we are once yeah. again on the weekly get together that we have here for the vibes. And it's been a an a can we say a pretty damn good week so far. I mean, Ascension Music Fest just kicked off. Some great things going down this Halloween weekend. We had a great conversation with Roots of Creation. Great music that has come out this week. Yo, you guys, there's no reason to flip the channel for any amount of time because we got some good conversation, a lot of good releases, a wonderful interview, and a lot of things to celebrate. So I'm feeling good. That was a long-winded, I'm feeling good, JB. I like it, man. I like it. I like that you know, you talk about what this podcast brings to the table because normally it's just nonsense, you know? It's just <laughs> straight-up nonsense. Hey, well, you know, it's each their own. My trash is your treasure. So be it, you know, like, thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. And if you love us or hate us, we love you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a direct call out to our boy, Reggae Villain, the first yeah, bona fide yeah. for the vibes hater. podcast hater. You still shared our podcast, Buzz. So we love you. We appreciate you. And actually, I'm not even sure that you are a hater. You might like us too. But long story short, he said that uh, we're nonsensical. But well, we made him laugh out loud. So that's all that matters. That's what we do here. That's who wants to listen to a serious podcast. You come to a podcast to have a good time, to have fun, right? That's why we do it, man. If we were just like a boring reggae podcast, you'd be on fucking NPR and nobody would listen to us. 
All right, we're entertaining. They come here for Evan Yarmo. They love the fun and easy banter between Evan and I. All right, Evan, say something funny right now. See, watch, watch, Brad, watch this. Evan, say uh, something funny. Uh, marzipan. See, gold, gold. Uh. Every time, comedy <laughs> gold, baby. I love it. Um, and Evan, let's let's talk about your hair, dude. It's like it's evolving, man. You went from the mullet. I see it kind of like flowing back now. You kind of look like Chris D'Elia, which is probably not a great person. D'Elia, excuse me, is probably. Best person to look like nowadays, but you got it. Um, uh, so congratulations. Did, did he get himself in trouble too? <laughs> he did. Okay, I'll he read did, the news. Actually. I'll read the news. That's disappointing. He, he's canceled. He's he's uh, he is. Um, yeah, a lot of stuff came out. It's kind of crazy. He had a podcast for quite a while, but it ended in That's the midst creepy. of everything. But I got um, a picture of him with my wife and I with him. And he's as pale as a ghost when he was here at the Tempe Improv. Um, more on that, you know. Check out the Facebook. We'll promote the episode. Hashtag Delia. Denied. There you go, man. Push those socials, but uh, but I mean, you got a little Chris Delia going on, man. So I think that's a good thing because uh, he's he's not uh, he's not not a handsome guy. I mean, come on now. <laughs> I'm just uh, gonna just hang out over here and mull this whole conversation over. Yeah. JB, what are we getting into today? Dude, I'll tell you what, man. We're going to review the Reggae 360 Top 10 Songs of the Week in no particular order. Halfway through, we're going to launch an interview with um, somebody that's been on this podcast before. He's a music icon out here in the East Coast and now the West Coast and the Midwest and everywhere in between down south, Florida, Canada, you name it. Probably international, too. Um, you know, that's that's uh, that's Brett Wilson from Roots of Creation. And we got Andrew um, you know, on as well as a member of Roots of Creation and uh, is is just, you know, so glad Andrew could join because he's just a soundbite king. I mean, he's just a, you know, he was dropping some some bombs <laughs> on us and uh, I love it. He's a funny guy. It's all love. Man. It was a great conversation. They talked about their music, got me excited about their music. And actually, we're going to review the song that we talked about. So that's pretty damn cool. Um, yeah. That's what we're getting into. Maybe a positive thought of the week at the end. I don't know. For sure. That sounds good. That sounds fucking great, man. That sounds so good. I'm excited. I was just going to say about the interview because we were talking about it. I'm excited that Andrew was there as well. He does a lot of really cool projects, records a lot of cool things. He's got a ska band called The Feel Goods with a lot of really cool people there too. So if you all like ska music, you got to check that out because it's like this fusion that brings them all together. Oh, whatever. We talk about it later. There's so many good things to talk about today. JB, you set it up beautifully. Evan, you set up this first song because it's representing my hometown, my home sweet home, the wonderful friends that I love. Okay, you do it, not me. What are we getting into? Up next, we've got the song Beautiful Creation from ZC Killy, Skabon Stan, and Garrett OG.
right there, ZC Keeley coming to you from Tucson, Arizona. Arizona, excuse me. Let me correct myself. What a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful jam, beautiful creation. I mean, this is one obviously close to home, guys. Like, I know, I guess I have a special place for ZC Keeley because when Vibes Alive Radio Show first came out, ZC Keeley was right there supporting from day one and seeing that their album is coming to completion, seeing the growth that they've had within the band and just hearing it like that song is just dope. Like everything about it, like it's got so many layers. It feels good. His voice is so chill. What he's talking about, though, is important. And it was talking about taking care of our earth, taking care of what's given to us, taking care of this beautiful creation and so many wonderful things that, uh, his album that's coming out is going to be fire. This song is a, a great little peek into the window that is ZC Keeley from Arizona. Um, proud, I guess, is what I got to say about that one. Feeling real good about it. Yeah, dude, I love the theme of nature. You know, the breeze flowing through the trees. It's a, it's a very calming sound. And, you know, he's talking about the river, the ocean, being outside in nature. Evan, I know that's something you can get down with because I know you love hiking. Um, you know, and I think anybody really, when they get outside and connect with nature, it's there's something very grounding about that. It's like just something very, it's just such an essential part of humanity is to connect with the earth. And sometimes we forget that, especially now in this age. But I thought this song was amazing. I actually got like a really kind of a slightly stupid vibe on this one. You know, I could really hear the progression of ZC Keeley and, and, uh, Skybone, Stan, and Garrett OG, and and uh, you know what they're doing with this one. Uh, I thought the horns were fantastic. It's definitely yeah. a song I could get down with, like playing live. I could just imagine being at a ZC Keely concert and listening to a track like this. And you know, up here in the Northeast, man, the leaves are changing, and being outside watching the different colors and stuff like that, it kind of I can't really put it into words, but it does something to me. It just reminds me of you know the. Uh, how seasons change and the changes of life and just a song like this. I don't know. I could see, you know, throwing it on, driving up north, looking at all the oranges, the yellows, the reds, the different colored trees. Man, that's what people do up here in the northeast. Brett, I know you might not uh, know that down there in Arizona, but. No, no. We we got a different kind of beauty, but it's it's definitely a little bit uh, stark compared to those seasons that you guys get that, I mean, I know anytime I've traveled and seen you know, trees and let alone leaves changing. I'm, I'm just in awe and people are like, what's the big deal? It's like, you have no idea, but you know, that's how I, I feel every time I see a palm tree personally, I'm just like, Oh really? sick. I'm at the beach. This is like, this is yeah. real deal vacation right now. Yeah. It's like, you're talking about snow. I just finally put on a sweater. I I'm, I'm very happy to hear <laughs> that, you know, it, but nature itself is, is beautiful. It can be awe inspiring, you know, like you can be places that, really just show you how small of a speck we are in this whole crazy universe. Um, but you know, one thing about ZC Keeley, he talks about a lot of things that are good causes talking about taking care of this earth. It's got a lot more politically charged things. And he's also all about, you know, freeing the ganja and a big spokesperson for, you know, marijuana, marijuana reform, marijuana freedom. And he's just, you know, he's the man. So, and the band too, like they just, they've come together. They got full-time sax player in there now. So a lot of songs have horn in there and, uh, the album is just going to be, I don't know. Obviously I'm excited about it, guys. It's I can't dope. wait. And what a, what a sick name, Skybone Stan. Do you think he answers the phone? Like, uh, good afternoon. <laughs> this is Skybone Stan. You know? I like to think he does. 
Maybe just like a like scabone. Scabone? It's <laughs> <laughs> like Russian scabone. Scabone stand. Right. Scabone anyway, stand. Yeah. Hey, yeah, like you know, like Borat. <laughs> It's enough Come nonsense, on. okay? Oh, dude! Actually, Evan, I new you have a new responsibility in this podcast. You are now responsible for monitoring the level of nonsense. All right, now that we got some important Ooh. people listening, I mean, Jesus Christ, we got uh, Adam Gross on this podcast. You know, now we got to tone it down. We got to dial it back. We can't let right, it get my too bad, my bad. nonsensical, Evan. You got to reel it back, right? right? You're going to be our yeah. nonsense meter. Yeah, no okay. problem. Anyways, yeah, that was a serious song about saving the environment. There's no positivity to it. No fun. Save the environment. This is a serious podcast about serious music. Respect. Respect. Pretty soon we're going to be on, we're so serious, we're going to be on serious XM. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Evan, what's Up next? Boom. We've got the song Respect <laughs> from Al Campbell in Trinity. song respect i tell you what man i love this track i put this track on here i dug it out of the archives on itunes and and saw that it just dropped last week and i listened to it and i said holy shit man this song reminds me of old school reggae the reggae that when i first heard it i was like "Ooh, like what is this this is different this is peter tosh this is bob marley this is a sound i've never heard before and this is when i really started getting fascinated with the reggae sound and the culture and the positivity and the music and the the lyrics respect yourself like you can never go wrong with that i think if in any situation you're respecting yourself like you're just not going to go wrong you're not going to make bad decisions you're not going to do bad things you're not going to do bad things to people you're just going to respect yourself and uh keep it moving and love the message respect your sister respect your brother unity love the divine, all of that. But one line stood out to me big time. And somebody that's listening right now needs to hear this, all right? If your hand is in the lion's mouth, you better remove it. And I know that that seems pretty obvious. But I think a lot of people right now out there have their hand in the lion's mouth. They're playing with fire. They're doing something they know that they shouldn't be doing. You know, maybe they're playing outside the lines of their relationship. Or maybe they're hanging out with people that they know are going to get them in trouble. Or maybe they're just not 
doing what they should be doing to be the best version of themselves. And they keep that hand in the lion's mouth. And guess what? You're going to get bit, you know? So just something to think about. And I, and I love, I love the expression. You surely will reap what you sow because it's just, there's nothing more true than that um, about life. That could be the meaning of life. As far as I'm concerned, you reap what you sow. Um, balling all this song just brought me back to uh, the first time I heard reggae music. And I love this track. I think it's amazing. So that's my take. It's a good take, brother. It's a good take. And in the interest of not filling this podcast with extra nonsense, I want to say we, you know, potentially just move on and and go to the next one. Okay. Evan, anything to add? Oh, you know what? Was that too much sense? That was, that was, there was so much sense. I mean, JB, there was no nonsense in anything you had to say, but. I'm trimming the fat, man. Like the, you know, you did it good. It's a good rootsy song with a great message. What what more do you need to know? If you want to need, if you want to know more, you can go listen to. We're trimming the fat man. Respect. Up next, we've got the song "Happy Hour" from Fourth and Orange. Get a drink. You have a drink every day and smoke too. Happy hour when the fun comes cheap. Don't take these last dollars from me Life is sour like tequila and lime Glad I made it on time Ooh. Happy hour when the fun comes cheap Please don't take these last dollars from me Life is sour like tequila and lime Glad I made it on time It's happy hour and you know that I'm thirsty Put that liquor in a glass for me I'm inviting you to buy me the first drink yeah, I got the audacity Don't ask me to slow down I came to party with the whole town Let me drown in that champion sound I can go round for round If life's to serve a purpose Serve me up right now Today won't last forever So I'ma sing it out loud Happy hour when the fun comes cheap how about a little happy hour right there with fourth and orange you know that's the kind of track that makes me feel like skateboarding around the neighborhood stopping at the bar getting a shot of tequila and seeing where the afternoon can take you like as if i had lived that life right now not so much but like thinking about if i was in college and i had that moment in time where i could just be cruising taking the most getting the most out of my dollar smoking drinking enjoying life and that's what this song's about i mean there's really i don't think it's like too heavy by any means it's kind of just a good feel-good song for god's sake the album artwork has an orange pissing into a shot glass i can't take it too seriously i mean i think it's a fun song that uh you know implies happy hour and having a drink having a good time so uh instead of saying salute or cheers i'm going to throw this back to a little bit of our for the vibes history and give you a little ogie wawa to our audience the zulu cheers my friends I like that, man. You're right, man. This is a fun track and and like, you know, kind of lighthearted and, and, and whatnot. But there's something that is very serious about this track, and that's the production, man. They produced yeah. the hell out of this track. It's well produced. I think Garrett, the lead singer, his voice is incredible. The rhythm goes hard. It's got like Spanish beats in there. Like it's got a little bit of everything. And man, I, 
Happy hour is such a fun time. Evan, you know what this song reminds me of, dude, is uh, El Tapatio. <laughs> <laughs> and I know, dude, we had some fun at that place. So uh, Evan and I, and actually Mark LeMay, um, we all worked at a, at a uh, technology company. And across the street, there was this bar called El Tapatio. We'd usually go there for lunch, crush beers, and then we go. Sometimes we go afterwards at five, and we just have a good ass time, man. That place is wild. We used to get after it. Uh, quite like this song, "Crushing Margaritas," pouring up tequila. Um, according to Garrett, life is sour like tequila and lime, and um, I love it. I love the vibe. I mean, it's a drinking song. It gets you up and gets you going. Evan, any fun memories from El Tapatio, dude? I my alcohol tolerance has never been higher than when I would go there with you guys. Uh, <laughs> my my favorite memory is the owner's son who worked there as a waiter, um, believing that I was a professional meme salesman, and <laughs> thought that was the truth for months. And we'd go there almost every day, so we, we'd talk about business. <laughs> and uh, then when he found out that wasn't true, it was like. It was like his dream job just didn't exist, and he just seemed so <laughs> devastated. So I like guarantee that you. wasn't the truth. That, was he that super was... animated? Like when he come to your guys' table, he's like, "Hello," <laughs> like waiting for you to like just get that pick, you know, like turn him into a, a meme or something. He wanted to be famous, man. I right? I guarantee you, know, he was you one waiting thing. for his moment. That that was a Mark LeMay creation, no? That has Mark LeMay written all over it. That there was there was some group effort there. Um, it was it was teed up by Mark LeMay, and it would have it was one of those things where he's like, "Well, Evan does this right," and then I just had to had to roll with it, and, and there we were. Yeah. No, I. You, uh, you've put me in some of those situations before as well. I think I fell in love with every waitress that ever worked there at one point in my life, and I loved uh, that place. It was it was a lot of fun. But anyway, so shout this out, song. Hilda. Shout out Hilda. Hilda was awesome. Um, this song brought me back to that moment. So if this, if a song can create that kind of a reaction and a memory to somebody, that's a damn good song. Mm-hmm. So we'll go ahead and, um, you know, give it the uh, stamp of approval there and keep it moving. Evan. What do we have next? Up next, we've got the song Sunny Days from Tropodelic and Devin the Dude. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. All right. Skateboards jumping cracks in the pavement Head high, never if, I'ma say when Days were together and we wonder where the time went Get together when the sun goes down Pick up some liquor, get people around Cops drive by so we don't make a sound Put the beers in the bushes and get down on the ground Nobody let me drive home Working while we still broke Living for the weekend but it's over in it Good things must come to an end. Sun's coming up and we should all go to bed. The worries of the week start to fill my head, but I'd rather reminisce on sunny days. I'm instead. thinking back to sunny days, yeah. Whenever we can, we were up to something crazy. Our only mission getting laid and being lazy. But nowadays it seems we're living for a paycheck. Yeah, thinking of those sunny days, yeah. Drugs in our system made us feel a funny way, yeah. Nobody listened, we were happy in the basement. But now we're 
Snapchat, no GPS, just MapQuest. Just six dudes in a hatchback trying to backtrack to the Tropidelic featuring Devin the Dude, Sunny Days. Man, this is a this is a banger right here. I love this track. Like, what genre can you even put this song in? You can't. It's not reggae. It's not reggae rock. It's not rock. It's not rap. It's just kind of everything, man. It's a tropidelic signature sound. And, um, you know, this song just, again, just like Fourth and Orange, just bringing me back to better times. I remember being, you know, a high school kid, Billy Badass, thinking I was a tough guy, getting into trouble, just partying every weekend. It's like... I remember as Matt Rhodes is saying the lines, you know, every weekend up to something crazy, the only mission is getting laid and being lazy. Like, I remember those days with your boys where it was just like every day, uh, Friday, Saturday, you know, you always had a plan. You were always up to something. You were always, you know, plotting and doing something wild. And there was just, there were no consequences. There was no sense of reality or responsibility necessarily. And that can be a good thing or that can be a bad thing. But for me, it was a bad thing because I got... <laughs> I did a lot of shit when I was, uh, you know, a younger guy. But um, a couple lines stood out, like no Instagram, no Snapchat, no GPS, just MapQuest. I remember going to a party and my buddy was trying to give me directions and I couldn't figure out how to get there. And I literally went home, printed out directions on MapQuest and then went to the party. Like, that's crazy to me. Um, yeah. And, you know, it, it is so much easier now with, you know, everything that we have. But... There's something to be said about those times, you know, like it, it, it's it, it was I mean, it wasn't fun at the time. It was like frustrating. But looking back, it was like, oh, man, those were those were good times. And you talk about everyone wearing snapbacks and rocking Jan sports. And they talked about smoking. We'd have a pop can and a bobby pin, which I definitely did that. I think everyone did that at one point in their life. I don't know. Maybe you're a little bit too young. Um, but I feel like anybody that I don't, I don't think that's an age thing. I think okay. kids still do that if they have to. No, are you kidding me? Kids are smoking jewels at like nine years old now. They don't. That's fucking, right. They've got they've got like robot weed now. Yeah, they don't, dude, even they have don't know to. the struggle of of crushing little holes in in a in a in a pop can and smoking weed out of it. And then every time you did that, somebody would be like, "Oh, you know that causes that makes that creates holes in your lungs." Like they would always be like, "Oh, that's bad for you," but you just do it anyway. So you're a dumbass kid. Um, but that's what the song brought me back to those days. I love the fact that Matt Rhodes is, is doing a song with Devin the Dude. Devin the Dude is a legendary hip hop artist out of Texas. He has collaborated with some of the greatest artists. He's uh, he's been on tracks with Jay Z, Snoop Dogg, uh, Little John and the East Side Boys. I'm, I'm looking at his uh, Chameleonaire, Rick Ross, Slim Thug. He's done a song with Zion I, Big Crit. Currency, Paul Wall. He's on South Paul Wall, dude. So that's pretty cool that now Tropidelic is on that list. And um, I bet they had a pretty epic smoke session. Maybe not all the guys in Tropidelic. I know Matt and, and some of the other guys are more uh, focused on, about their business. But I would imagine a few people probably lit one up with uh, Devin the Dude. Uh, or at least I'd like to I'd like to think that that was the case. So great song. I don't know. I don't know. What do you guys think? Tropidelic, like, uh, just compared to a lot of the other bands kind of in our scene, I think they might be some of the best in terms of being able to spit bars. Like, there's there's a lot of up-and-coming reggae rock bands where the flow isn't always, like, perfectly on point, but these guys crush it every time. And I think it shows the amount of respect people have for what they can do when they get somebody like Devin the Dude to come and drop on a track like that. Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, they're, they're a multi-dimensional band. You know, I mean, there's you can break down almost any section of Tropidelic 
and it's just dope on its own. But then you can, the fusion that they all have together. I mean, you, you know, if you've seen them live, they do quite a bit, like almost that marching band style influence, but they come out, do a full percussion set. You got the horns going off. You got tuba sometimes. I mean, they're just this sound that, that can only be tropidelic and they really like refine that. And I think that's, what's earning them this respect to do collaborations that are just, you know, going on and creating the fusion that we've been talking about and the fusion across the scene. And for me, I mean, I think this, it Cleveland, like their representation of Cleveland and, and all that I think that that is, I feel is very well represented within the music and the lyrics and and getting some scrappiness like Devin, the dude who might be from Houston, but still that's not your everyday ordinary, you know, nineties rap star you can throw into a track. So it's just it's that's dope. Like I think it's I, great. I'd like to imagine that it went something like this. Like Devin the dude's manager was like, Hey Devin, you know, we we got an opportunity to do a track with Chopadelic and he's like, Who? Right. And then they play him a song and he's like Oh, okay. I like these guys. Okay. And he listened to more and more. He's like, damn, these guys are tight. Okay, down, let's do it. Like that's how I like to imagine it happened. Uh, but still, yeah, dude, it's uh it's it's awesome and, to see that um that big time collab. Yeah, and like you said, nostalgic as hell. I mean, I listen to that song and I feel like I'm back in time through a time warp, like fifteen years old, trying to have my <laughs> missions, you know, like just living that life, you know. Were you a badass kid, Brett? <laughs> yeah. yeah okay. I had a good time. I grew up in Las Vegas and I, okay. you know, I think people, I was probably the black sheep, but black sheep of the family, but not really that bad, if that makes any sense. But I had yeah. a good time. And uh, yeah, I mean, I've been a very, very uh, quiet, well behaved person now for many years. But yeah, man, I have my days. Of course. Evan, what about you, man? I feel like you just make good decisions your whole life. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Uh, not a not a stain on my record. You don't, plenty, you don't even plenty, look it plenty up. Plenty around his room, though. <laughs> <laughs> the Get nonsense him. meter just went off. Okay, hey. oh, no shit. nonsense. Oh shit! Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, I've uh, I might have gotten into some trouble here and there. Done a weird thing or two. I don't know. Well, listen, guys. Reggae villain is listening right now. What a perfect name, reggae villain. Of course, Reggae Villain is trying to like bring us down, bring this podcast down, make it he, more sensical. We like nonsense. We don't like sense. You don't come to this podcast for sense. You come to it for nonsense, right? You come to it to hear Evan talk about the stains all around his room, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> but anyways, you also come here to listen to music, so let's do that. <laughs> We've got the song Drop Sound (laughs) from Double Tiger featuring Slightly Stupid. S-T-W-O-P-I-D. Banger alert. To the people them All across the globe Then they're right back in Still they on the road You see we got no time to spin London, Chicago Then LA again huh. We took a plane in the JFK When I fly All across the USA LAX in the Los Angeles Then we jump up And just in time to stay 
sound no play, you don't be sound system Never know they don't them, so they running in the mist All over the globe, I got the family inspiration We run no more track, I'll play it back on dope station He's up on the man, they know them deep on meditation Anywhere they go, they run into some aggravation On the shock and pressure, I'm an honor, I get paid well, that right there, I mean, anytime you got the slightly stupid on a track, it's going to be a great track. And that's the STOOPID on Double Tiger's track called Drop Sound. I just said track way too many times. But that was the kind of fire that we need, man. That's the, the kind of energy that, you know, I think I can only think back to the influences and the, the, the history, I guess, if you want to look into Double Tiger, where they're coming from. Straight up, John Brown's body. I mean, that's a that's a historic band that I know you guys in the Northeast have a lot more exposure to because that's the hometown roots. That's that's where that came from. But on the west side of this world, slightly stupid. You know, Kyle coming up on a track and just bringing the heat and just bringing the energy. Like I miss the live shows, and this is the kind of track that you know he's talking about coming to your area your city, your town. I mean, I think he says it four different ways, so my bad. I don't know the lyrics exactly, but what I'm taking is this is the kind of track that, like, you open your show with. You're opening your set with this. Like, they came to drop sound. They're coming to bring you some good vibes. Are you ready for some good vibes? You want that energy? You want to go to the show? This is the kind of track that's going to put you there. That's what I'm thinking. I agree, man. I love the vibe of this track. It's like, it's mysterious. It's tense. I could see like, just like you said, you know, opening it up with this track. Like I, I could imagine myself staring at an empty stage with all the equipment set up and like smoke coming out. And this, like the, the instrumental of this track playing and then everyone just comes rolling yeah. out and gets down and just starts jamming. Um, this is a cool ass song, man. Double Tiger is a really interesting artist. And to see the collaboration was slightly stupid. They don't collab with anybody. So that's like a big... Um, you know, that's, that's just big right there. But the fact that, you know, double tiger has the connection with, uh, John Brown's body. So double tiger is actually, uh, Jay Spaker. I believe that's how you pronounce it. Um, but he basically did He was a guitarist and vocalist for John Brown's body. Evan, you and I went to the last John Brown Brown's body show. Um, you show. girl that night. I saw that that was tight and we got hammered. Um, and it was a shit show. It was great. It was fantastic. Um, it was, it was a very fantastic memory. Um, yeah, but I mean, this song, like again, you know, the, the fusion of slightly stupid's vibe and, you know, double tiger talking about traveling all over the country. It did remind me of better days before all this pandemic and all this bullshit where you can really, you know, catch flights and, and uh, take trips and stuff like that. And, um, it's just a cool ass song, man. So, um, double double tiger. It, it you know, I know he works with um, Easy Star Records, and he's a super talented individual. Hopefully, we'll get a chance to talk to him on this podcast in the future. Who knows? But mm. this song, like, if he's cooking up new music and this is a single that he's leading with, like, goddamn, well done. Because this has me hooked. I'm in. I'm on the double tiger express train. Choo choo, let's go, baby. <laughs> Woo! It sounded like the kind of song a, a reggae villain would listen to, doesn't it? No, don't say that. That's we're not allowed That's to bad. say reggae villain. That is the that is the oh. name. We're no, you cannot you cannot say it loud. Dude, I hope next. This, I hope this guy listens to this shit. He's really. I hope so. Yeah. We should invite him on the podcast. I, and, and we'll talk. I to him. genuinely don't think he was hating on us personally. 
I think it was more just commentating. Um, he yeah, did say I, we I like the guy. Lie. I'm a fan of. I'm a fan of reggae villain. Uh, you know what? I'm okay. coming back around on reggae villain. Okay. He's Wario. He's our Wario. I like him. The villain, you, the villain you like to hate. The little baby Wario. You love um, to hate. What's the opposite of a reggae villain? <laughs> reggae superhero? That's what we are. We're superheroes of this reggae world, okay? And Evan, you're Captain America. I'm, I'm obviously the Hulk. I mean, come on. Brett, you're, you're kind of... Uh, you might... All right. This The nonsense meter is oh, is shit. like sky right. high right the now. Charts. All right. What's the next? Charts. What's next? Up next, we've got the song Can't Take It From Me. From Major Lazer with Skip Marley and Diplo. A little different than usual. What a trio. What a trio. Can't take it from me, man. I love this track. This is off the Major Laser album, but this is one of the songs featuring a reggae artist and Skip Marley, uh, grandson of Bob Marley. And I love it. I love the idea of something that you can't take from me. I think that at the core of good reggae music, that's a principle, you know, is that that love, that joy that resolution, the ability to control the way that you react to the world around you is something that nobody can take away. You know, they can take away your possessions. They can take away everything, but they can't take that internal joy, that internal light, that internal shine, that love inside your heart. Nobody can take that from you, period. So to me, this song is is... Just amazing! It's an amazing message. I thought that like Diplo and Major Lazer collaborating um, made it just absolutely hot, and Skip Marley crushed his verse. I think Major Lazer has done a lot of things in helping get you know reggae music, Jamaican music into mainstream pop culture. He's an incredible talent, you know. And and actually doing some research for the song, I, I went to Major Lazer's website and I stumbled across something called "What Is Laserism," and it was like I think it's like a I'm just going to read it. Uh, our great teacher, the blessed God, Major Laser, in his enlightenment, realized three fundamental human conditions. Okay. Firstly, our awareness of ourselves and the world is clouded by the conditions of our modern existence. 
This is unconsciousness. Secondly, the path towards consciousness lies in our connection with each other and Mother Earth. Lastly, music is a universal energy that unites all of us. So, goddamn. I mean, that's well put. I love what Major Laser stands for, what he represents. And uh, this track is... Um, this track might go to- on my... Excuse me? Just to just throw one thing, Major Laser is actually a group that Diplo is a part of. So it's a it's a couple people. Um, so throw that in there. I'm sorry, JB. Sorry to cut you off. Now you're, you're positive about this. I am. I am 100, 100, 100 emojis. However many 100 emojis I can put into my message about that, I will. Well, God damn it, Evan! Why didn't you say something earlier? <laughs> I was, I was ready. I was ready to just, just blow my, my, my so, braid right, right out let me, into that. Let me, but. let me rephrase this. All right. So I remember watching a documentary about the Roots Reggae Revival in Jamaica. And I remember seeing some of the Roots artists, like I think it was Chronics, possibly talking with Walshy Fire. Walshy Fire is the Jamaican element of Major Lazer. You're right. I'm actually online mm-hmm. right now. And Diplo is part of it. But it is interesting that they said featuring Diplo. I think they probably just did that so they could get more, like, uh, the, the the song out there more. Um, but, damn, you're right, Evan. You corrected me. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. See, dude, now, now I feel stupid. But While She Fire is the person that I'm talking about. But um, Laserism still stands, man. Three Laserism absolutely still stands. All right, Evan, since, since you're so fucking smart, dude, why don't you talk about this song? Go ahead. I like the song. I mean, I like being able to just include different stuff like this, you know, being able to have stuff with a more electronic vibe to it, mix it up a little bit, but still have Skip Marley on there to be able to put this on our podcast is great. Anytime you get something from Major Laser, you know you're getting something that is going to be top tier in terms of creativity production. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a jam. And when you throw a Marley on there, it's it's going to have good vibes to go along with it. Um, and I think this song definitely hit the mark. Brett, anything to add? Be careful because Evan's going to fact check you. So I'm here. I'm here. What's up, guys? Um, you know, this is I no think nonsense. I'll keep it real simple, and, and that's about it. I go back to the same thing. It's about fusion. There's more fusion coming up. There's more genres getting smashed together being put into this reggae influence, and I'm not going to even talk about the song itself. I just think the fact that there's more of it is a good thing. And, you know, we're going to be talking about all this kind of fusion and silver lining and wonderful things in an interview that's coming up. So I'm going to let you set that up, JB. But no, I don't have too much to say other than I'm happy to see more growth in this wonderful genre for our community of listeners. Kablam. Well, Brett, I mean, I don't think I could set that up any better, man. Basically, you know, you're Chris Paul throwing the alley-oop and I'm just JaVale McGee, big goofy <laughs> dude, just jumping up and slamming it in. So um, on that note, dude, let's fire up this interview, man. We, uh, we got some great conversation ahead. It gets serious. It gets funny. It goes up, it goes down, it ebbs, it flows. It's got a little bit of everything. So buckle up. Make sure you're sitting down when you listen to this interview too, all right? Evan, what do you think about that? I think I think buckling up is a safe option. Let's let's well, fire it up, JB. Then. Let's fire go. It up. 
she screams, oh Lord, when the public kiss upon it, while massage upon the best climb on top, just you just a spit poor. She know that I am the best champion of the bed. All the ladies say we quest, can we move? Don't stop till we drop, don't stop till we pop like a rocks and give me that, give me more. But my lady, she the best, she me on the conquest, she make me feel plus up. Like a jet when I kiss and caress Nothing that's that impressed We are perfect fit Like a brand new jacket A booty shake with a slapping like an earthquake Yeah, she gonna make it clap Cause when I hit it from the back She calling out my name Seen I'm the one she wants And I'm the one she needs And I'm a attraction Even though we're human beings But I hit it from the back Yo, 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 what up, people? I know you've been enjoying this episode so far It's been fantastic all right, we've been crushing these song reviews, but now it's time to change pace a little bit. All right, I'm sitting here. I got Evan with me. I got Brett with me. Real quick, boys, how we doing? We doing good? Vibes are high? They are very high. You're getting better. Better by the minute, man. Absolutely. Just keep on going. Keep on going. Don't spoil the surprise. Actually, do spoil the surprise. Tell us what's coming up. Okay. I'm All excited. right. It's time to spoil the surprise. All right. <laughs> surprise is spoiled. Okay. Because we got a couple yeah, yeah. special individuals with us right now. All right. We got a couple guys from one of the most well-known, beloved reggae rock bands in the U.S. These boys are representing New Hampshire and the entire East Coast music scene they bridge the gap between east and west and they got fans all over the world all right their lead singer brett wilson is one of the most hard-working connected down-to-earth people in the scene with love peace and positivity the foundation these boys have created a path for american reggae rock here in the u.s ladies and gentlemen brett wilson and andrew reared in the roots of creation what up boys how are are you, you wow that was good? a hell of an intro man can you become a preacher? Because I think you have a new yes. job. <laughs> yes. We just went yes, to church. Yeah, be preaching these good vibes, man. Preaching these good vibes. But uh, it's interesting. So, so Andrew, this is my first time connecting with you. Brett, we actually, interestingly enough, and Evan will remember this, back early at the beginning of 2020, you joined this very podcast and actually met, uh, you brought your daughter with you. And you uh, came to Evan's house and gave us a whole live performance, joined the podcast. It was amazing. It was fantastic. Since that day, a lot has happened in the world. Uh, you know, and I'm just kind of curious, man, like over the, the, the past eight months or so, what's life like been for you, man? What's changed since the last time you, you blessed for the Vibes podcast? <laughs> well, man, what has changed? Everything. <laughs> Everything. Everything has changed. True, uh, true. With the exception of the fact that my daughter is is, is still still hanging with me, she's just not downstairs on the uh, on the podcast right now. Like last time, I think she was playing video games, hanging out, having a good time, eating some snacks. Snacks. You guys had some chips, and she was stoked. Oh, yeah. she right was now, telling. right now, right now, I'm letting her watch one of her favorite shows and have some snacks, some sun chips, and uh, a little sprite. She's got to make sure to brush her teeth before bed, you know, so that we don't get the dentist bill and so she's healthy. But uh, she had gymnastics today. She's doing great. You know, uh, kids are eight years old and two years old. They're amazing. And that's uh, one of one of the positive things about the fact that uh, the entire music touring industry crashed and burned in 48 hours is uh, that I've been able to spend a lot of time with my family. So 
you know, that's, uh, you know, there's a lot of silver linings to this as we'll probably kind of go over that we've been trying to focus on. I believe it. I believe it. What about you, Andrew? I know you weren't with us, uh, in, in January, but what's, um, you know, how would you summarize maybe this, this difficult time we've all been going through here in 2020? Uh, uh, what's it been like from your perspective? Well, normally touring is like my thing. That's what we do. And, uh, I got a job at the local gas station. It has been a good job, but you know, it's a change of pace getting up at six o'clock in the morning to get to work at seven. Not my usual thing. Um, you know, a lot of studio work, just trying to keep myself busy and whatnot. And as we'll talk about, you know, making things happen in the meantime. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. And Andrew, real quick. I, so I, in my intro, I shouted out Brett as, as, you know, lead singer vocals. Um, just for people that don't know, Andrew, what, what's your role in Roots of Creation? Let them know, man. Educate these people. <laughs> uh, I'm the saxophonist. And uh, I do some backing vocals, and I also play some very auxiliary keyboard uh, synth parts that you know fill out some texture. And uh, what about the crucial stuff that that that's like behind <clears throat> the scenes that the people don't really know about that's coming to the forefront? Uh, behind you know, the scenes, right I do a lot of producing. Um, this uh, single we're going to talk about in a little bit um, produce produce that along with. Uh, a bunch of other soon to be singles and album, which we're probably going to get to in a little bit. Um, studio work, you know, try to make whatever happen, whatever needs to happen in roots happen as uh, efficiently as I possibly can. And, you know, make it happen. He's also my, co my <laughs> cohort, my cohort when I uh, don't want to do interviews alone. <laughs> <laughs> Or, uh, I feel I feel uh, <laughs> many hats, man. Many hats. Whatever hat needs to be be put on at the time, you know. Before we had a full full time touring like uh, audio engineer. Shout out to Boards House Productions who helps us with all of our all of our studio recording since the beginning. But they started to come on tour with us um, and and mix us the front of house and and make sure our monitors sounded right. But before that, Andrew was like kind of doing some some technical stuff on stage making sure all the monitors sounded right and just kind of you know he's he's like he's like the uh what do you what do you what's that that show the uh like macgyver he's like MacGyver, like you know, he's, he's, <laughs> yeah you know i just tried to make things happen when things needed to happen when things weren't happening quickly and i had the knowledge to make it happen i'd make it happen because we need to get things done you know officially and professionally yeah he's he, you know what? he's like the putty <laughs> he's a glue guy. The he's a jack of all trades. <laughs> I like him. He's he's a Swiss Army knife. Well, I'll tell you what. That's a good thing to put on your resume. Just guy that makes shit happen. You know, it's a great job. Guy that make makes shit happen. I like it, man. And and actually, you you had just mentioned a single, and I know I've been yes, seeing it all over social media. It's something um, that that uh, it's a track that I I happen to just love. I think it's fun. I love the energy. I saw. Um, you know, uh, raise fist propaganda. Um, it, Jeff was out there doing his thing, and I saw Mighty Mystic was involved. I know you guys did a video. Um, let's talk about that. I, I don't know what, how excited are you guys for this song? What was that experience like for you know, working with Jeff Pliskin of, of Raise Fist and, and Mighty Mystic? I mean, <laughs> let's talk about that because it looked fun from what I saw. For sure, you want to go first, Andrew? Uh, you take it away, Brett. Yeah, are you sure? I'm like, 
you're <laughs> okay, yeah. so uh in terms of i mean the the working on the track and working on the video uh were two very different things i'm not a video guy i'm not like a visual guy not my world i can't I appreciate the art that comes from it, but I can't create it. I don't understand that. So I, as I said earlier, when we were just like hanging out, I was like, Jeff, just, just tell me what to do. I know you make it cool. And he was awesome. He literally was like, do this, do that, do this. Super, super efficient and creative and, and, and a good time. We, we crushed it as terms of the, uh, the track that was, um, a, Oh man, I don't know. A long, a long process that happened very quickly. I guess to kind of be weird about saying that. It's re- it's really um, interesting because, um, you know, we were recording an album before Grateful Dub came out, so we were in the middle of recording this. Everybody always like our real hardcore fans are like, oh, the studio albums are cool, but they don't really capture your live essence. Your, you know, like when we play at a festival we've been sandwiched right after mickey hart from the grateful dead and before like bass nectar or or some sort of edm kind of bass music kind of things so and we've had to bridge the gap between um you know jam band and electronic or jam band and bass music and jam band and, you know so we have we have all those elements and you know that heavy dub kind of sound and the kind of instrumental prowess that a lot of fans like live I don't know if we've ever captured that fully in a studio album. So we were just going to put together something for fun, a mostly instrumental record, not going at any kind of commercial success or, you know, try to, you know, do anything other than just have fun, produce it ourselves and, um, you know, just, just put something out for the fans and just have fun with it. Cause we had all these songs that didn't have a home. They didn't, I didn't have lyrical ideas for them and they were, they were interesting by themselves with the, you know, kind of like a progressive rock meets, uh, you know, dub reggae approach. And um, then the idea for Grateful Dub came about and we had the opportunity that we had to jump on that, uh, you know, the producer, uh, Errol Brown, who did Bob Marley's last three albums and has worked with, you know, him live and Revolution and Modest Yahoo is amazing. Uh, over, over 70 years old, probably acts like an 18 year old stronger than any of us. Like, Oh man, he's got so much energy. He's just an amazing human being. So he, he wanted to do grateful dubs. So we shelved this whole project. Right. And, and, and we didn't know if it was going to see the light of day. And we kind of had a falling out with the person that was recording it. And, you know, Andrew painstakingly (laughs) essentially (laughs) scrapped everything that we recorded Except for the stuff, like the ground, the bones, like almost if it was a house, we were like, this house kind of sucks. We're going to strip it all down to the studs and rebuild the whole fucking thing. Say, we started with the concrete foundation there, bro. <laughs> yeah, but it sounds like it, guys. Like it sounds fresh. It really does. Like I think about what you guys are saying. And I, I wanted you to get through that thought before jumping in because it has been a minute since original Roots of Creation music has come out. And I mean, it's been a lot of promotion and and support for Grateful Dub. And I just thought this song coming out of the gate, the energy throughout is fucking fire and it's pure. And it's it's like what you're saying in that sense of you guys have had this, you've been working it. It is what you feel live, the experience with that energy. 
is something second to none. I mean, I can tell you from being in in the crowd at your shows, like that energy that you guys promote is hard to kind of bottle up and capture for anybody to be able to take that and put it out and capture it in a recorded track. But when I heard this, I didn't really know if I was going to get a jammy kind of track, like just seeing the name. I'm like, is it going to be like a moonlight lighted up kind of thing? It was just straight up fucking party song. Like, I feel like that's what I'm going to listen to Friday night, getting ready to go see the Irie. We're going to have a good time and we're starting the night. We're going to light it up. It's like, that's going to be the anthem. Like moving forward when we're going to have a good time, this is going to be on that playlist. So I just think it's dope that you guys are, are able to harness that energy and put it in a track and have other people featured on it, but still be yours. And I mean, I, I did reach out to Andrew just to say like the horn, man. I mean, it's fucking brilliant. And every time like you just bring it, you have man. your signature sound, dude, like you rip it. And it's like, that's Andrew. And I can't honestly tell you like other sax players by name. I don't, I, I don't, and I'm sure they're out there, so I'm not taking anything away from them. But it's like, oh, when man. you hear you, it's like, damn, that's it. Like, it's just, it's like Brett's voice. Like, you have a signature sound that you put onto a track, and it's just fucking, every element in this track, in my opinion, really, really meshed well. And that's a sign of your guys, you know, maturity as a band and your ability as a producer to just take all of this and mesh it. So, thanks, yeah. man. That yeah, I a, think that's that the, really means a lot. I think that's the greatest compliment anybody can get is that that a signature sound. I think it's, I think it's above, above, uh, instrumental prowess. It's above, you know, stage presence. It's above, um, you know, pretty much anything other than songwriting to, to, to have a signature sound. All my, all my heroes, I think that they, they, they're, they're all different genres, but they all (laughs) have that that element. Like as soon as they hit like two notes, Mm -hmm. you know, whether it's on the vocal, you know who it is yeah. or, you know or, it is. or the drums come in and you're like, Oh, I, you know, I, you know what I mean? And it like gives you that extra bit of mm, like that. Mm, yeah. Like I, that's okay. That's going to make it that much better. And I mean, you know, I think it's fair to say as evidence of the beginning of this interview, you guys are family, you support each other. You all have your, your levels that you lean on. And as a band, I've had the pleasure of meeting you guys. You've stayed here. Like I really do feel like I've got an extended family with Roots of Creation uh, from only a couple of times that we've been able to actually hang out. Andrew and I have done the Ska show because it's just like, why not? There's somebody else out there that loves Ska music, JB. <laughs> this man right here loves Ska music. We talk okay. about Ska like music it. all the time on a side note. But the support and, and you know everybody in the Roots of Creation family brings a special talent. And I just, uh, I guess what I'm leading up to with that statement is what's coming up next? I mean, are you gonna? Do you have more tracks in mind? Another album, or is this gonna be just focusing right now on harnessing and spreading the energy of Light It Up, and just focusing on what's in front of you? You know, it's it's interesting because as an artist, you want to just keep putting more stuff out, more stuff out. Like you get really antsy, like especially the guys in the band that aren't maybe strategizing as much. They're like, we want everybody to hear this, and you know, everybody in our <laughs> team in the background is like, uh, guys chill out like we need to get this out to the universe and have everybody digest it and stuff. Right. so um you know mystic's been very involved with it with this song and and you know he's as much as a, a veteran as as we are um the first time i ever heard him was on you know uh probably a lot of people that aren't close to me you know don't know this but like my go-to music which also Andrew vibes with two maybe different genres, but like to drive around to do is like just straight hip hop, a lot of it commercial. 
stuff. Like I listen to, uh, you know, just, just for song structures and just keeps me awake while I'm driving. So, you know, I'm listening to, you know, Boston Jam in 94.5, like, I don't know how many years ago, 15 years ago. And this dude comes on and I'm like, holy fucking shit. Like, who is this guy? It's this song riding on the clouds and they're spinning them late at night, which is when you hear all this underground stuff that isn't programmed into your brain over and over again. They're, the DJs are sliding in and in, in stuff that you know that's underground shit that's gonna that's, that's gonna pop off and it and it's mighty mystic in his song riding on the clouds and and back in the day he kind of had this hyped up dance hall uh style almost akin to kind of what you know damien's famous for where he's crossing the the rasta vibes with the the dance hall vibes and i loved it and since then mystic has kind of morphed into you know doing a roots reggae thing and 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 meld and 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 merged with like the jam band scene and playing festivals and playing in california and doing the cali you know root scene and stuff but i feel like this track for me what i'm most excited about about it is because i've, I've been a fan of his since i heard that song like 15 years ago and we we struck a friendship is that i feel like this song crosses all those boundaries so you have you know an when I had, when I, when this song came in my mind and, and, you know, you guys, I think a lot, most of you guys know the Granite Lion, Paul Haley from Granite Lion Entertainment. So me and him came off tour and he was doing tour managing a merchandise store for, for us. And we came back and, and we had the, the demo of this track. And I'm like, I can't come up with any lyrics. Like, and we're chilling and having a session and, you know, smoking down and like, I'm like, I got, I got something. I'm like, damn, it feels good to be alive. And then like, and like and we're going back and forth and so me and him kind of he's never written a song before we came up with the chorus um and i just couldn't fill in the gaps and it just kind of lived there for a while and i was about to go to jamaica um on a trip for the first time and i was like you know there'd be nobody better than before i go to jamaica to, to to pop in these verses than mystic because of the vibe it had and because we're such a good good friends and he and he jumped in there and literally in like an hour and a half he spit those verses and then andrew and pete went back and tweaked the song some more and it just like i don't know man it like it just it, it just pops off he played I'll, I'll tell you this he played to a dub that I was doing. So, we, you know, we talked about new music and stuff where we're talking about new music. There's multiple versions of this tune that will eventually come out. Um, and, you know, what I was originally working with was just like the bass and drum groove and, you know, some dubs and overlays and stuff. And it was just a groove going through a bunch of things. And when I sent it, when I sent it to Brett and gave it to them, Mystic came in the studio I wasn't there for the studio talking to Pete, who was engineering the day, Boards House Productions. Shout um, out to Pete. Shout yeah. out to Pete. He's the man. He makes things happen. Um, Miss, I, I asked him, I was like, do you want a version of it that just like, you know, has a, has a, a loop the whole time to groove to and whatnot? And he spit to the dub version. So his verses are very interactive with the track. If you're listening to like where there's big snare pops or where there's cuts in the, in the beat and stuff, he really plays with it the whole time. So I, I love the collaboration, although we weren't there at the same time of the play off of, off of those, both of both those elements. You know, I think that's a really cool, cool thing that he was able to accomplish. 
So you think by listening to all this hip hop and getting some of this inspiration from hip hop, like there's been a lot of, uh, we've been noticing, you know, we go through all these songs every week and we hear what's coming out. And there's been a lot of just mashups and different kind of, you know, uh, why is the word escaping me right now? That sucks. Fusion. Uh, this, fusion. Thank you. God damn. I don't know. It's so hard. <laughs> fusion. Uh, there's been a lot of fusion, like with different styles. So we've got our, you know, reggae with hip hop. We've got some metal type of reggae coming. Like there's all different kinds of things. Some death metal reggae. I mean, we've heard all sorts of things as of late. Um, do you guys feel like driving in any sort of this experiential direction? I mean, are you going to take some more hip-hop influence and try some things or just going to stick to more jam? I mean, I love what you do, so I don't really want you to change it, but just curious, either option A for the answer, what do you think of these mashups and this kind of fusion, as we will, or option B, do you guys see yourself going in any sort of different directions with uh, with some new sounds? I think that's a good, a good question. I mean, uh, we had somebody review that lighted up you know, today for the first time. And he's a long, long, long time fan. And what he kind of thought was interesting about it was the groove didn't change the whole time. And so that's something that we've done a lot is like changing the groove, changing the groove, changing the groove, changing the groove, different style here, different style there, which is a lot of fun. But what I kind of like about this song and what I kind of like about the, the record that we're going to put out that this will be on that is kind of mostly instrumental and vibey and, and dub is that the groove kind of, you know, there's some, some change-ups in there, but there's a lot of groove, right? I mean, am I mistaken, Andrew, or do you kind of feel well, the same Well, I mean, way? so it's, it's, it's interesting. So now we're talking about the album. So there's an album coming out. Uh, it's mostly instrumental dub, although we got version with vocals and stuff. I'm a dub heavy. I love dub. That's like my, my thing. Um, and approaching all these songs, as we talked about having, like, it was just bare bones of tunes. Um, what I thought felt appropriate for each tune production wise, there are some tunes that are like jammy here. There are some tunes that are, that morph through uh, a Latin feel to what I would then call like a Bob Marley one drop feel. Like it really is kind of all over the place, just depending on what the song called for, you know, with what Brett had written a little bit or the baseline or what, or and what I thought um, for this tune for light it up. It was, we, as Brett said, we wanted to have a song that just grooved the whole time. Like that, that he, that reviewer was right. That drum groove doesn't change. However, this is how specific and how tiny we get in talking about hip hop and stuff like that. It's always about these little things. If you listen to certain sections, like uh, mystic second verse is like a, it's got a dance hall um, baseline, but the drum groove doesn't change which is a Chris Regan thing from our bass player that he was talking yeah. about that. But the kick drum changes to line up with the bass line. So there are little things throughout or when percussion comes in or, you know, as a dub is sometimes, you know, it cuts and it's just the horns with the rhythm, no drums. And then sometimes no rhythm and drums, you know, blah, blah. So it's, uh, it doesn't change, but it does change. So basically there's like going to be, enough 
of this song for you to light it up for days, for years, for decades. There's going <laughs> to be so many iterations. This, man. You just, yeah, I mean, like it's uh, it sounds like a deep journey that we're all going to be going on, and I'm excited to go there. And I think actually, if if it's proper, JB and uh, Evan, since you are the master director here, when we play these tracks, we should probably play the track after this interview. Because, you know, folks have been listening. We want them to hear all these intricacies that they've been talking about. Because it's like, you know, when the chef comes out and talks to you about the meal that was just prepared. <laughs> tell you all the details. And it's like, they taste that, that much better. It just feels good. Tastes good. And I feel like this is, again, this big rush of energy and, like, just good vibes that comes from Roots of Creation in general. But now we get a new track. We've got more energy put out into this community that in a time where I agree with you, Brett, like there's, there's a lot of silver lining right now. Like we talk about it every week. We try to have our positive thoughts of the week. We try to look at things and say, you know, this situation could be different if, you know, but the best thing ultimately is that as a community, we're supporting each other and you guys as a band are supporting each other, which is amazing. Cause this is an easy time to turn around and just start, finding ways to to dissolve things rather than build and i think you know i've seen from this end a lot of build and a lot more foundation to structure you know um new music is coming out you went to jamaica putting things together you're getting the family time andrew's built a studio ripping fucking solos doing the day job doing his thing it's like there's a lot of good things that come out of tough times and this community being the support and the beacon that it is needs the energy this long-winded fucking thing I'm talking about here, let me get back to the point, is Light It Up is the kind of energy we need. The kind of songs that get out there that make you go out and have a good time and not feel bad about having that good time. Go have a good time. When this song comes on, you're all listening to it, you're going to get a little snippet, so then go download it and listen to it and support them and do everything you need to do to do that so you can listen to it a million times because it's like you guys have given us a gift of a smile when people need a smile the most, and I think that that is... Uh, by far something that uh, we all strive to do and I thank you for doing it and I'm not ending the interview but I just want to say thank you for taking the time to do this today because getting into all the intricacies of what you have to put into a song to me I appreciate the hell out of it because it's not just something you simply listen to uh, it's a labor of love and it takes a lot and especially in a challenging time to rise to it that takes a lot of uh, a lot of chutzpah so congratulations definitely thank you so much good night no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what, what JB was talking about uh, before also was, uh, you know, there's a lot of exciting things to do with, with this song. Like Andrew was saying, there's going to be, there's an instrumental version where I got to rip a guitar solo on. Um, you know, there is an animated lyric video we're working on. And then the, the cream of the crop is going to be this music video, which I think is, the coolest visual thing that we've ever created with uh, Jeff from Ray's Fifth Propaganda, who's done, you know, our last two uh, professional videos, which we only have two. Like, you know, that's the, the one of the silver linings is that like we've never really been able to focus so much on our studio recordings or making music videos or doing all these live streaming or creating new merchandise or you know uh, songwriting or all these things because we're like. We got to go on the road. We got to survive. We got to pay the bills, whatever. And thanks to the fans, you know, you know, I'm still, you know, unemployed like a lot of musicians 
costs are, but the business has been able to not go bankrupt thanks to the fans purchasing merchandise and donating to the live streams. We've been able to continue to make music and pay the monthly bills and not go under. Um, and I think that, you know, we just have to take a second to say thank you so much to the reggae rock community, the music community, the jam and community, the ROC family, the stupid heads, like everybody that is a part of our extended family for supporting us during this difficult time. Um, because without the support, we wouldn't be able to keep the music going. It, we would be actually totally screwed, you know? Yeah. Yeah. 100%. No, we, we, we've seen that too on our end is, is, um, you know, a lot of artists are kind of embracing, the moment and looking to do things like live streaming uh, where they're able to, you know, uh, create situations where fans can donate and support them because like you mentioned, it's a community. I mean, that's really what everything is all about is a community um, where people just show love and support each other. Um, so I'm kind of curious and I've seen it, but how have you guys embraced that, that challenge or that opportunity rather where, you know, now maybe you have a different way to connect with fans where in the past it was, playing shows four times a week, but now, you know, are you doing, you know, weekly live streams? I know you have done some things with like Q and a, but I'm kind of curious um, what's been your approach to tackling that, uh, that challenge, that opportunity connecting with fans during this difficult time. I had a weekly live stream going on for a while. I kind of did like a live stream tour that, that uh, we, we did like Cali Roots, Can't Stop the Music, where Andrew and everybody in the band got together and we did a super jam with Mahali from Twiddle and Paul and, uh, and AG from Slightly Stupid. We've had an opportunity to do like a lot of cool things, almost like a virtual stream tour, like not even trying to make it be that. But when I look back over the year, you know, we got to take over Peter Tosh's Facebook page and Instagram. We, we've got we've gone to all these little places virtually you know, which has been kind of cool. And we've also been able to create like a lot of like limited edition merchandise, which has been kind of fun and creative to do. Um, you know, a lot of cool pins with variations we've done. We have lighted up merch. That's like, once it's gone, it's gone. I think we're going to do some custom grinders. Once they're gone, they're gone. Before we were kind of afraid to do limited edition. We're like, no, let's just keep making it. But it's just like, we got to make it cool and, you know, fun. And, you know, Andrew was doing like, I think you were doing like a weekly kind of thing where you were talking about um, like production and saxophone and stuff, right? On your Yeah, page. I was doing like a weekly thing, just kind of playing some jazz tunes. Because what, what's been nice for me is I've actually gotten to play the saxophone at home more than I usually do. Normally we're out on the road and I'm either tired or I got other things to do. And I actually can't just play what I want to play for me. You know what I mean? Um, it's not practice or anything like that. So I've been playing jazz ballads, jazz solos. That's like what I love to play. That's what I grew up playing. And uh, so I was doing that uh, once a week, going through some production things, doing some live dubbing, which is something I love doing, you know, just kind of having. And then uh, I had to redo a bunch of my house and I re put it in a kitchen and redid a studio and haven't been uh, back online since. <laughs> there you go. I like it. I actually have a question too. Since we're talking about, uh, Bert, you mentioned like the, you know doing all these things digitally, and it's a digital world. And now with coronavirus, it seems like that's where you know people are kind of gravitating to, especially with these um, live stream live stream events. Last week, we actually talked to Adam Gross 
uh, from Ineffable. And a big theme of the conversation was, um, you know, how to connect with different playlists, how to grow your presence and your fan base digitally. So I'm curious. I think of Roots of Creation as a band that really made their name brick by brick the hard way before, you know, there were, you know, ways to kind of not jump in line, but there, there were ways to strategies that you could use digitally to get your music more out there. So being a band that's like kind of built themselves up brick by brick, are you guys now looking at things like Facebook ad campaigns or, you know, growing your Spotify numbers or getting on different playlists? Like, is that, a, are those strategies that you guys have kind of embraced or how do you approach that side of it now that things are kind of moving, you know, to shifting to, uh, the, the digital realm, I guess, in, in terms of getting things done, at least for now. I think we've always, you know, tried to be cutting edge, but at the same time, like you're saying, um, you can't, the tough thing is you can't do everything. So for us, you know, we, we were in a digital space, but for me, every time I tried it, it seemed like the jam audience, which, you know, since we're in the Northeast, it is a big part of our thing wasn't really into Spotify when we were, when it first came out, I loved it. It was my favorite platform. I've always been a proponent of it. Um, even though like the margins are super low. Um, I understood the concept that if somebody plays something, loves it, they're going to play it a million times rather than just pay 99 cents for it. And, and if they really love it, they're going to buy a vinyl and a CD. Have you signed both listen to the vinyl at home listen to the CD in the car or hang it on the wall and they're going to stream, you know, Spotify at their party. Like, I mean, that's what I do. If I like a band, you know, I have the vinyl to collect and listen to because it sounds the best. I have the CD, I buy a bundle and, and then I'll, then I'll stream it on Spotify because that's just convenient. So, you know, I'll buy it like for, for fortunate you when they drop their live album, I got the vinyl bundle. So I got, I got the, the vinyl, I got a pin, I got a, um, a bandana um, but when I listen to the record, most of the time I'm listening on Spotify. So I think we have to embrace that. But I think the fans can't forget that, you know, Spotify is cool and stuff. But if you really do want to support, you know, play it over and over again on Spotify, add it to your playlist, you know, share it on your Instagram story and stuff. But don't forget that, that when you support the, the, the true way to support an artist is also, you know, going to their actual store that they own and, you know, getting something that's, you know, tangible, you know, like going, you know, going to, to a show or, you know, getting, you know, like I was talking about a bundle and stuff, but to answer your question, JB, uh, we have been adapting since, you know, this virus hit to, to pushing that envelope a little bit more and, and, um, you know, exposing as many people as possible like when we dropped the Casey Jones video, like we ran a big campaign with that to make sure that everybody that liked fortunate youth and that liked the grateful dead, um, and you know, all the fusion of the two different styles would check out the video and at least give it 30 seconds of their time and see if they liked it. And that's kind of cool because during this time period, if we grow this community digitally, when we go back on the road, eventually, whether it's just playing private parties or, or, or uh, doing some drive-in shows or, um, you know, doing some stripped-down acoustic things, 
you know, uh, which I've done here or there or a full scale tour, I feel like our community and our, our family will have grown exponentially because uh, we're not just sitting there twiddling our thumbs going, oh, oh, whoa, it's me. We're like, okay, let's expand our footprint, you know, organically, but with the tools, you know, of the, 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 you know, the Spotify and, and, and YouTube and, and, and ads to, you know, to grow everything and, and grow the community. Awesome. Yeah, no, you're right. It's, it, it's wild to think about the fact that like, you know, if you just take a step back and you look at the collective consciousness of people and different genres that occupy a percentage of that collective consciousness, I think, you know, hip hop right now is probably the biggest genre. And I think that they really kind of took off when SoundCloud was was out there because in YouTube, because they had an opportunity to connect with a lot of people. And all of a sudden, artists that didn't have like a big label behind them could now, you know, get their art out to people and, you know, um, kind of grow their own fan base that way. So it's interesting now that, you know, to see what some of these, you know, different record labels are doing now on that front, it is growing the audience. It's, you know, getting, you know, bands like Roots of Creation out there, getting a bigger mind share of the collective consciousness and just helping you know, get these good vibes out there and, uh, you know, letting people understand what reggae rock music is all about and, and reggae music and, and even fusion music, because obviously you guys can't be put in a box. I mean, you know, what, what you're doing with like, uh, you know, the Grateful Dead stuff, like that's not reggae, you know, but that's good music. And um, that's pretty cool to, to see that you guys have a strategy there and they're kind of taking advantage of that and, and doing it for the right reasons and growing your audience. So uh, definitely stoked for that. Totally. I mean, Brick by Brick was a great, like it was an exemplary like, like comment about how we did things. Because I mean, when I grew up and I was looking at bands that I wanted to be like, I wanted to be like Mo or John Brown's Body or, you know, a jam band or a reggae rock band in, in Boston. I mean, they were literally walking up, you know, person by person with a paper mailing list to get people's email signatures and then entering them in a computer and emailing them. This is like before MySpace and Facebook and stuff. So in my mind, it was like, okay, we hand out flyers, we give away free CDs and we get people's email addresses. And then we go to each city. And then the next time we come to the city as slightly stupid did it. And as the dead did it and all these bands did it. Then the next time we come, you know, after 10 people come, they tell all their friends and then, you know, 25 people come and the next time 50 people come and the next time a hundred and then the next time 200 next time 300 and next time 500. And like, that's, that's what in our mind, that's what reality was. So we weren't really leveraging the internet to the best of our ability. Like you're talking about the artists that you're talking about. That was kind of our mentality. So I, for me, in terms of connecting with human beings, uh, this time period has allowed me to kind of get off this hamster wheel of like spinning, 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 you know, literally in a, in a van city to city doing, you know, what in my mind is the way that you do it, you know, economically and strategically, this might be a way for us to, to grow and connect with people uh, in a way that, you know, when we actually get out back on the road, things might be, you know, more fun and bigger and, uh, less, less difficult, <laughs> you know? Oh yeah. 
that's a good thing to think about too. Getting back out there, getting on the road. I don't know. Hey, have you guys been playing small, like I don't know, like outdoor, socially distanced shows here and there, or have you just been completely taking a hiatus? And you know, another question, like, what is that going to look like or feel like to you when everything opens up? We're past this thing. And you get your first sold out show at like a big venue. Like, talk to me about what's that, what's that going to be like? What does that look like from your perspective? How excited does that get you? You ever blow your load? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, Evan, have you? Uh, I've, I've sorry, never blown my grass, load. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, no, 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 no experience. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. No, I think that you answered the question sufficiently. That is how it's going to feel. You can't wait. Uh, <laughs> there you go. There's the caption for the episode. It's gonna. It's gonna be like. It's gonna be like going on tour for a, a month, and then coming home to see your girlfriend or wife or whoever you're you're with for the first time. I think it's gonna be. It's gonna be. It's gonna be the opposite of that because we've been home with our significant <laughs> others, and then we're going out to the road. But it's the same idea. It's going to be an energy explosion. Energy explosion. <laughs> that, that would have That's been the awesome. PC way to put it, the more better way to put it. Thanks, Matt. This is not a PC podcast, Andrew. I'm glad. Good. Oh, I, I mean, that. I just blew the lid off of that either way. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, no, we finally got our sound bite. We got the sound bite that we're going to run. Yeah, man. That's going to be the, <laughs> the hashtag for the episode. You got to make a little meme of just his head and it says, Have you ever blown your load? <laughs> that moment when uh, the music industry comes back. <laughs> on weed. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it, it's true because you know a, a couple of weeks ago, uh, maybe I want to say like two three weeks ago, I actually was randomly in Hampton Beach and I saw that the elevators were playing an outdoor show on a Sunday night at Bernie's, and Bernie's does a fantastic job of making sure everybody's safe, safe and keeping people separate. Um, but I was able to get in there. Actually, Paul Haley, somebody that you mentioned before, Brett was uh, was working that show, and I was able to to uh, to get tickets. And watching those guys up there perform, I I felt exactly like what you were just describing, Andrew. It's it's a it's it's insane from a fan's perspective to be able to be there to be back in the element. And I know, um, and Evan can attest to this. Uh, you know, roots of creation shows are unlike anything else. I mean, I I love you know Evan and Mark. We would you used to get up and you know get a few drinks in our system, get going, and and uh, go to like Wally's or Bernie's and see you guys. Uh, rock it out and and um it's like uh I, I don't it's like a transformative experience it's like you guys are on stage and it's just it's almost like your mind just shuts off and you're in the moment and you're just you're dancing you're having fun i, I miss that so much so um Me too man yeah i mean <laughs> it's being being able to close my eyes and hear the the audience sing along word for word and then go into a jam with the boys and lose myself in the, in the music where there's no space and time. I mean, there's not, not really anything like it other than what it is. I mean, I've tried, I was raised on yoga and meditation and what they aspire to and talk about, I've never achieved through those aspects or psychedelics or really anything what I've achieved through like improvisational music on stage, the, the synergy between, the audience and, and, and the band, when you hit that perfect spot, you know, 
So, I mean, we, we did a free show at Bernie's on a Sunday, which was amazing. I did solo acoustic with uh, bad fish at Bernie's, which was super fun. Um, you know, we've done some, some live stream stuff, you know, all together as a band. Um, I hope we get to do some more safe stuff. I mean, there's definitely some guys in the band that have some legitimate, um, health concerns due to their immediate family themselves, the, their day jobs, which, which limit their ability to be exposed, uh, which limits our ability to be able to, you know, get out there maybe as, as some other acts have done and be a little bit more risky. So, you know, I've been just trying to carry the torch as much as I can when opportunities open up. Cause I'm a little bit, I just have a little bit more ability to do that. I don't, you know, have any, you know, knock on wood. I don't have any ailments that make me a high risk candidate. And I just, you know, wear a mask and wash my hands and, you know, do the best I can, you know? So, but I, I really hope that we're able to, you know, I've seen some of these really cool drive-in spots. Um, maybe we could do some of those. Um, a lot of people have been talking about private parties. I played a couple of them and they've been safe and socially distanced and really fun. Like we did a, a super jam out in Wyoming called uh, reggae on the Rockies. And we had, um, we had uh, AG from slightly stupid. We had, uh, you know, DK from fortunate youth hop up. Um, we had a super jam at the end. Uh, we had the guys from the elevators jamming with us. We had the drummer from the expanders come up. So we were able to kind of do a, a socially distant show out there, which was, you know, super fun. And so I hope, hope more of those, those kind of pop up, you know, for sure. Yeah. That sounds like a, sounds like a badass uh, jam session where you were just yeah, describing. I remember, Brad, you actually did one, um, you know, for, with, for the reggae 360 family, at least in the, the, you know, the ones that are in the Northeast that could travel to, well, that was great. Uh, uh, Mark Lomay's house. That was awesome, man. That was incredible. I was blown away. You crushed. I think you, you and, uh, Will, Will Glass, uh, were, were, uh, just getting after it, man, on the guitars. You guys were, were, uh, Will, Will's the man. Definitely crush it. Yeah. We used to jam, jam every week on, on lunch break. It was, he's a, he's a great guitarist, totally underrated, uh, you know, in terms of, his um, I, as, as soon as I met him, like his drive, it just reminded me of myself. Like he, he just wants to play music. He wants to be successful. He wants to help people. Like he's just a great person. So it's just, it's super fun to jam with him. He's like always excited. He's got a good vibe and, you know, he just generally wants to, you know, to have fun and, and help people. Yeah, he's he's so check, people. Check, Definitely. Check out Budafly, his band. Oh yeah, they're they're uh, they're sick, and I think they've got some some good things in the works too. So, um, you know, we'll have to uh, keep an eye out for them. So, yeah, man, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of good music coming, and I think the fact that you guys are uh, here talking about a new album uh, coming out, some new music coming out, I think uh, this recent track "Lighted Up" was was just a, a a taste of things to come. So I'm excited. You know, I, I think that again, I think talking about silver linings you guys are doing all the right things right now and and um you know it's it seems like that's just going to pay dividends when things do open up and and andrew you get that moment that you were talking about <laughs> a little earlier you know so um so yeah man i'm i'm i'm, I'm stoked i'm here for it reggae 360 is here for it and uh, anything that we can do to, to help support for sure definitely 
uh, let us know. But I, I appreciate you guys taking the time joining us here tonight. This has been special. Uh, Brett uh, with two T's, <laughs> Brett Coleman. Um, anything to add, man? Um, no, I, I gave uh, my whole I gave my whole sappy message earlier in the you know the thing, but <laughs> I just think I think let's to rewind it back to a, a moment in time. There's a lot of good energy. There's a lot of good momentum. There's a great community. There's a lot of support. When you guys hear this song, let it tide you over till you can see Roots of Creation in person on stage to have that energy to have that blessing. But until then, thank you guys for what you're doing. It's always great. It's always uh, makes my heart happy to see and hear Roots of Creation and just to, uh, you know, help support you guys getting your message out there, getting more music out there. That's what it's all about. So thank you so much for being here tonight and being a part of this podcast. Yep. Thanks for having us. And Reggae 360 is is an amazing platform. You guys have a great podcast. You guys are truly, uh, you know, one of the soldiers right now, uh, you know, keeping the music alive and, uh, Spread, spreading the music far and wide and and uh i think people are going to be really stoked when they see the video too because we shot it at uh harry brown's farm up in maine which is a festival site and we tried to to get that festival vibe even though there wasn't an audience there the elements are there and i think people will see the visuals and they'll get them not, not just stoked because of the song but when they see it they'll be like oh man you know the scene's still alive it, everything's going to come back you know, we're going to be better than ever. And, you know, just, just stay strong, keep your head up, you know, and, uh, you know, do your thing and we'll make it through together. Absolutely. That's awesome. If you tell me that Brett Wilson, Jeff Pliskin and mighty mystic got together and, and, and threw out some ideas for a video, damn it. That's a video I want to watch, man. I can't wait. That, that sounds sick. So, um, wait, you know, wait we'll have to keep the people in tune. Andrew, wait, how's that going to go? Wait till you see Andrew with Smokey the Bear. Andrew makes a guest appearance with Smokey the Bear, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I like that. How was it, Andrew? How was Smokey the Bear? Uh, he, he's a pretty nice guy, you know. Really was uh, all about not starting forest fires. Really adamant about that. He's big more. You are the bear. <laughs> he was just trying to put out all my fires. <laughs> Gotta light it up, baby. Light it up. <laughs> yes, sir. Hell yeah. Awesome. Well, hey, Brett, Andrew, again, thank you guys. Um, you're welcome back on this podcast anytime. Anyone that's listening, definitely stay tuned for some new music. Thanks, uh, Check out that new single, Light It Up. And, uh, Let's play yeah, right now, love, JB. Gentlemen. We're going to do oh. it right now. Keep while it's fresh. While it's fresh and hot, put it in the oven. Rewind. Let's go. Let's go. I like it. All right, everyone, stay tuned. Then here it is. Light it up. Dun, 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 dun. You don't know Seru's of creation alongside the mighty mystic, you know. Mr. DJ, all of the world. Light it up, light it up, mm-hmm. Sam, it feels good to be alive.
Well, you heard it here first. Damn, it feels good to be alive, living free and getting high. Roots of creation, man, bringing us that energy, bringing us that family, bringing us that good community vibe that I just got to tell you I love so much. It's been quarantine, and we've had to find that silver lining. We just had an amazing conversation with Brett and Andrew. And, uh, I mean, those guys, honestly, like, there's very few that I consider to be close and those guys feel like family, and I love seeing them continue to grow and bringing out some of that original music. We've heard a lot of Grateful Dub. We've heard a lot of a great, like, they do everything great. Brett Wilson is a is a genius when it comes to just putting on some good music, making some great music, slinging the guitar, and that signature sound that comes from Andrew and all the guys in the band. But, you know, Andrew just throws it down. He's producing. They're doing so much. Roots of Creation right here. Right now, for the Vibes podcast, celebrating wonderful music in this community, this is a song that brings a smile to my face, boys. I love it. Oh, yeah, dude, I concur. And I love the energy on this track, man. I, I uh, love the collaboration with Mighty Mystic here. Like you said, damn, it feels good to be alive. I love Mighty Mystic's voice on this track. I love any time a reggae artist collaborates with a reggae rock artist. I think it just... You know, <clears throat> just something about it just makes sense. And I love songs that are about weed, but can also be about life. Like, turn yeah. it up, light it up. You could be talking about a blunt short, but you could also be talking about just being high on life and lighting up whatever it is that you do. Like, you know, there's a couple different ways to take it. And I tell you what, when Mighty Mystic starts singing on this track, he says, put your hands up. Damn it, I put my hands up. <laughs> right? Um, and I like the line, if you want to get lit with us shoot the shit with us it just i just pictured brett and jeff pliskin and mighty mystic sitting around in a circle passing a blunt just cracking jokes like i don't know man i just got that vibe uh but yeah man great energy great energy on this track for sure and you know you heard it here first man roots of creation has come out with some new music and if this is a sign of things to come then we're in store for some amazing music. And I thought Andrew uh, is an incredibly talented musician. He adds so much to the band, to the sound, to the track. And you can tell Brett, just even talking to them, you can tell Brett trusts him yeah. a lot. And uh, that's why Roots of Creation is just so fucking good, man. I feel proud to be from the Northeast, from New Hampshire, where they represent. So, um, Big Smoke. Big Smoke. <laughs> Uh, Chris Leah, what did you think? So, bro, I don't, I don't know if I want to respond to that. Uh, uh, one thing I think is, uh, I don't like being called that. Second thing that I think is that song was great. I mean, we're talking about fusion all episode. Roots of Creation are like the definition of fusion. They do whatever they want, whenever they want, however they feel. And they'll just they'll just go in any direction, and they've got the the cojones to do that. And I really appreciate for them as a band. And Mighty Mystics just adds such a big vocal element to any track that they go on. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely a fun song to listen to with a lot of positivity there. What are cojones? Uh, cojones. You know, I'll be honest. I don't know what the uh, literal definition is, but if you go into Urban Dictionary, uh, it's probably um, you know the <laughs> 
the oh, the yeah. gonads, you know, the uh, the gusto oh. of a person. You know, now, now this is definitely going into the nonsense category because I thought that you know they were the cojones for beans, but that's frijoles. Mm. I yeah, can see I think, how you get confused. I think yeah. JB just tricked me into going into nonsense when I was supposed have to be watching ordered, out for it the whole time. Have you ordered move. a plate of cojones at a Tex-Mex <laughs> restaurant? Bro, I've never ordered a plate of cojones. I've never been asked to be served cojones. Really? Okay. No, thank you. Hmm. Well, if you ever want to, you know, fly up to New Hampshire, I'm sure JB would Stir have you over. Some and serve. cojones? Absolutely. We can, go to, we can go to El Tapatio. Uh, all right. <laughs> Anyways, I think we're all in agreement that this song was a certified banger. Um, <laughs> Way to reel it in. Up next, we've got the song Cruise Control from Ellery. Yeah. jazzy vibe of this track Ellery turns out she's from Guam okay and this is a very empowering song there's a lot of strength in these lyrics it's about not rushing through life when everyone around you seems like they're going 85 you gotta stick to your cruise control the path that you're on the path that you know is gonna lead you to get to where you need to be you know, instead of trying to rush things or change lanes or doing crazy, like have a little confidence. It's an analogy. Okay. And the thing that I love, 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 love about this track is the fact that it was produced by Cam, the Dragon, Bears Love, Honey, Kenyatta from the Four Piece Band. And if you look just above Evan's flop, uh, you'll see a Four Piece Band sign. Um because we love the Four Piece Band. They're amazing. And, and to see Cam trying to hand, I think this is the first track he produced. Um, and and might have just made the whole uh, the whole instrumental aside from the, the vocals, uh, if, I, if I read correctly. 
But either way, I love it. It's a fun song. It's an upbeat song. I think Ellery has a very kind of pure voice. And this is a song your boy can get down to. And, and I may have gotten down to this song. Okay, so, you know, Evan, think whatever you want about me, dude. But I will be jamming this tomorrow, getting pumped up in the morning, getting hyped up, ready to attack the day, listen to this song, get out of my way, watch out. Your boy is coming. No nonsense. No nonsense. No nonsense. What a gorgeous voice she has. Um, I'm excited to take a deeper dive into Ellery and see what else we can come up with here. Because um, that, that song was awesome. It was positive. Had great lyrics. Seemed like really honest lyrics. Um, Shout out Cam. What? Shout out Cam. I, Bears love honey. I'm sorry. I was I was in the middle of my take, and I hadn't shouted out Cam soon enough for you. you know no, what? no, no. I'm not telling you to shout oh. Cam out. I'm shouting out Cam. Oh. Oh, okay. You, Sorry, you're, you're interrupting my take to shout out Tam. I okay, get it. Now shout out. I Cam. get it. God damn it. Well, shout out Cam. What up, the Cam? dragon? Yeah, Cam. <laughs> yeah, kill a Cam. Arizona baby. Ooh, ooh. All right. <laughs> That's it for my talk. Um, you got anything else, Brett? No, I was just trying to really interrupt you. I thought this is what we were doing. Um, yeah, nah, man, I think that was like a, it's just a cool track. It just felt good, like you guys are saying. So. I'm not gonna. I don't want to over over relay the the sentiment, but I just thought it was chill, nostalgic. You know, she's got a nice voice, and it, it feels free. It feels like you can listen to Ellery and and just dig it, man. I don't know. I, I, I like what you're saying. I'd like to hear more, and I feel like this is the kind of song that you put on a playlist for, you know, Saturday morning or just getting up in the morning, getting motivated, and just trying to feel like, uh, you know, the good feels. This is your picnic type song. Some say Ellery is the Alicia Keys of reggae rock. Mm. This girl is on fire. All right, let's move on. Nonsense meter going off the charts. Up next, we've got the song Real Love Me from uh... Makua Rothman. So good when you're around. It's like an angel came back down. So good when you're with me, it's like it all comes naturally. It's real love, real love, real love. Woke up in a bedroom, windows in my head soon. Opened up and I filled up my cup. I watch you as you're sleeping, hope you're never leaving. You make me feel like this is real love. Cool Rothman, real love. Um, 
This is the first time I heard this guy, and I love it. I love the sound. I love the island vibes. Real love. Um, you know, I love the concept of this track. This is an interesting guy, too. I mean, he's kind of like Landon McNamara in the sense that he's not just a musician, man. He's also a pro surfer. All right, this guy won the 2015 Big Wave World Championship in the World Surf League's first sanctioned Big Wave World a lot of things to say. But just keep in mind, it was the first sanction. So none of this unsanctioned big wave world tour bullshit. This one was by the book. And, and I think that's something to be proud of. Um, and that's awesome, man. So not only is this guy like an insanely talented surfer, but he's a fantastic musician. And um, Brett, quick question, man. Are you familiar with the band Goldfinger? Oh, yeah. And their, the album The Knife? Goldfinger for sure, yeah. Okay, so in 2017... Uh, McCool Rothman uh, guest performed on Goldfinger's album The Knife playing the ukulele on the song Liftoff. Nice. So a little connection to the ska scene there. Yes, and, sir. Um, you know, I love the singing and I love the fact that he starts rapping too. Like that, like he starts flowing. He changes up the, the pace of the song halfway through it. It just blends well. And I, I love the concept. He says something like trying to build a better life for my family crest. And I think that that's a common theme with, you know, um, enlightened people or, you know, certainly in island culture, I know family is very important and representing your family well and living your life to be able to to kind of represent that that family crest. And that's a big thing. It's, a, you know, for anybody, really. Uh, so I thought that was a pretty cool vibe in this track and just all just positive energy in the song. Last, uh, lastly, McCool Rothman um, was spotted on a jet ski with Rihanna. Okay, that was in the news. So I know Rihanna's got a reggae album. Is there a connection there? I don't know. Was he just taking her on a jet ski while she was on vacation with Chris Brown? He was there too. I don't know. I mean, you got to look into the headlines yourself. But, <laughs> um, you know, he's definitely... Rihanna has wrapped her arms around him. We'll, say, we'll leave it at that, okay? So... That's a pretty so this guy's pretty accomplished. Okay, he does a pretty cool shit in his life. We'll say that. So, um, that's it. That's my take. I love this track. Evan, you look uh, like you got just a lot to say right now. Oh, yeah, yeah, I am overflowing with thoughts. Uh, that was that was a nice poppy song. Real love. Um, I was unfamiliar with Makua. I am also quite familiar with Goldfingers. That's a that's a very cool connection to a classic band. Um, yeah, I mean, it was a super clean track. Sounded nice, nice and positive. I don't. I don't. There's, there's much more for me to throw on top of that, JB. I'm sorry. Dude, you're nice and positive. Well, Thanks, I mean, you're talking about connections to some uh, pretty historical bands. I think. Maybe why don't you introduce the next track because that falls right in line with an, you know, kind of a surprising cover. Well, let's talk about that after. What, what what do we got next? Up next, we've got "Eat the Meek" from Ill Rendition. Yes.
Cause there's never gonna be enough space So eat the meat Savor the taste It's always gonna be a delicacy So lick your chops And eat the meat Why must we stay where we don't belong? Some words to think about right there, right? Lots of situations in our lives that maybe, who knows, why we stay in certain places, get complacent. But that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about some of the freshest releases this week. And I got to tell you, this is one that I am so glad we, we kept in the rotation here this week because... This song originally, if you didn't know, and if you don't know of this band, I highly suggest you check them out. No, they're not reggae related. They probably have a couple Scottish type songs, and one of them would be Eat the Meek. I'm talking about No Effects, and this song right here comes from So Long and Thanks for All the Shoes, album from 1997, and it's a... Ill Rendition's take on this is nice. That's like, that's the only thing I can really say is like, they just kind of cleaned it up enough. They organized it enough and they just put a little bit of polish on it enough that it made me feel like, I, I don't know. Not It's not a better song, but I definitely like the tune up and I like the, the uh, authenticity that they're bringing to the table and they've done a lot of, Ill Rendition has done a lot of great songs recently. And we haven't had a chance to really talk about them. So, yes, this is a cover, but masterfully done by Ill Rendition. So, uh, shout out to those guys, Christian, and uh, and making that shit happen. That's what's up. Can you just tell me, what does Eat, eat the Meek mean? Like, what is, it, what is the gist or the point or the concept of this, this song or that singer, that expression? Like, what's the vibe of this track? What are they trying to say? Well, I mean, the way I take it, and everything's subjective, right? So I could be wrong. I'm not Fat Mike. I can't tell you exactly what it is, but I think "Eat the Meek" is a is a is a is a sign to uh, survival of the fittest, right? Like if you're not able to make it, if you don't have the gusto, if you can't show up, if you can't be, you know, in whatever context these guys are looking at it, a lot of punk rock shits looking at the, you know, the aristocracy aristocracy and the different levels of, you know, people and how they're sitting and, and what they're doing. So, you know, like the, the rich will eat the poor, eat the meek. Like if you can't survive because you don't have the, the strength, the, the, I guess the gusto is the best way to put it. You know, the riches, the, the boastfulness, it's not, it's not a pretty thing in my opinion, but this song just kind of, with the with the opening line, why must we stay where we don't belong? Says a lot about just that complacency and the notion of aristocracy itself of trying to like live up to some ideal and people always following some script that they never win the fucking movie in the first place. Like we do that in our lives a lot. We think we have to do something. We think we've got to do and be and follow a routine. And I think if my interpretation is allowed and, and nonsensical as it may be, that to me is is sometimes staying where we don't belong. If you're not made to go to school and you're made to start your career or you're a musician and you want to go do this or go do that, go do that. Like there's no reason to stay and try to do things because you feel like it's the status quo or what you're supposed to do. So 
that's that's my impression of it. Um, long-winded as usual. Sorry, folks, but uh, yeah, man, that's, that's no, bro. I thing. think you're you're spot on with that. I mean, it's a, it's classic punk rock lyrics, right? It's hey, the rich and powerful are they're out there and they're eating the meek. Whenever you hear a phrase "the meek," usually it's a reference to you know the the Bible. Meek usually milk. has phrases about the meek, and you know, hey, the blessed are the meek. You know, like right. it's the people on the bottom that make everything work. It's it's the working class that are, are the people that make everything go round, and it's the people up top that feed off of us. And it kind of, kind of is what it is there. And they they point that out in this song and in a lot of their music. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I'll eat some meat right now. I don't I don't even care. I'll eat meat. I'll eat some meat right now, dude. You'll eat some meat right now. Well, uh, yes. El Tap, they've got some uh, some cojones ready for you. <laughs> some, I got a plate of meat. Some salty some cojones. Meat tacos. Okay. Wow. How do Evan? Yes, we got one song left, dude. How how do wow. we how do we go out in style, dude? Right. Let's go out in style. Let's uh, listeners' choice style. This is the listeners' Ooh. choice. Uh, could it be Ooh. the third time, fellas? The third time that this third tribe time has put them here. These guys have gotten more votes from their listeners to have this song be reviewed by this podcast than anybody oh, else. Hang, hang on, guys. Well, fuck. Damn it. What? <laughs> I forgot to read the David Shaw pick of the week. God well, dang it, dude. You can read it later and we can. I'll... No, no, no. I'll read it right now. Uh, David Shaw pick of the week. ZZ Keeley. Beautiful creation. Uh, I've been recently uh, turned on to ZCK due to a few members <laughs> from the Reggae 360 family, such as Arizona's own Brett Coleman and their manager, Jeff Coons. And I got to say, they do not disappoint. Their new song, Beautiful Creation, is just that, a beautifully produced um, concoction of uplifting sounds, horns ablazing from their sax player, Trey, and the trombone, trumpet, and ska bone stand, Garrett OG, help set up the melody that coincides the har- with the harmonies that will get stuck in your head all day. The entire band is tight, and their instrumental execution and frontman, Zachary Keeley's vocals, remind me of a smooth and reggae-sounding dom of the supervillains. Even their music video is beautifully created, having been recorded at the Dub Shack property in Joshua Tree. I'm excited to hear more from these guys and know that they will be the next rising stars with management from the likes of Jeff Coons. If the sound's so sweet, it'll turn heads for sure. All right, Evan, go. JB, I'm going to be honest. Reading a review for the first song that we played, written by someone who is not here with us at the end of the podcast, makes my nonsense meter just just absolutely maxed out you know you, what dude evan do you, you, do you, a, been... do you guys want to cut a new open for beautiful creation or that no no not at all i love it how it is exactly how it is because this is a fucking nonsensical podcast guess what major laser i might think that that's a person that could be three people but you know what on this podcast on for the vibes by reggae 360 our listeners know that we just do the best that we can with what we got all right we're trying to do the most of the least and damn it, sometimes we me- mess up, Evan. Are you right? having it's a good not, time? It's not. I am, but it's not fair for you to just hold my feet to the fire every time I make one slip up. Damn it! Okay, so what? I let. I, I didn't even know go. you made a slip up until you told me you made a slip. I, I didn't. I didn't. Brett, are you having a good time? I'm having a great time, and I'm just thinking about what you were talking about, and Jeff Coons and Zach Keeley and my Arizona family. I'm proud of them. And if you didn't listen to the first song, you somehow skip past it. Go back and listen to it. Actually, don't just listen to the snippet. Go get the whole damn song. 
And just to spread that Arizona love, that makes me happy. This little nonsense you guys are working on, fuck that. Let's have a good time because I think it's a good time to have a good time. Evan? The segue got himself. We've got the song Good Time from Soul Train. That's why he was asking if I was having a good time. Damn it. (laughs) It's okay. You were having a great time. Great time. right there man the listener's choice if y'all don't know what i'm talking about the listener's choice there's been a poll that's been going up every single week by david shaw you know the uh the author of that wonderful review of the zc keely track that just happened before this track uh but it's the for the vibes the vibes alive or sorry it's a vibes alive radio show for the vibes family on facebook in that group we've got a poll and every single week we put it up there with the songs that we're finding that you know, we think you should be voting on. And if you've got some new music that you happen to hear about that we didn't and you want to put that up onto the poll, well, guess what? You can do that. So that's that. Soul Tribe, third week in a row. They just released a brand new EP, 2020. And, uh, you know, big shout out to Anthony. I appreciate the kind words. He's been, you know, just, uh, just spreading the love because we're able to help get their message out there. And, you know, from my aspect, and I know JB and Evan agree with me, this is uh, one of the true passions about this community is helping lift others, helping get other people out into the community, getting the music out there and being a conduit for those people to hear something they may not have heard before. So, you know, Soul Tribe, I'm glad that you've got the support. I'm glad that people are coming out and supporting you guys because that's truly what being a fan is all about. So go check out that EP. Listen to these tracks. 2020, it's Soul Tribe. And uh, help support some of our other artists and some of the other family that's you know getting on this list every single week because we want to keep promoting this community and the wonderful work that you're all doing uh that's truly what the the vibes are it's it's for me at least it's this community it's your guys music it's everybody coming together to rally around that music with a wonderful message and perhaps a wonderful positive thought for the week right you said it perfect man could not say it any better and i think you nailed it and 
uh, think that uh, it makes sense to move right into the positive thought of the week. All How right. do you guys want to do this? Well, you know, in true fashion, I'm just going to throw something out there for you guys because I just want to get it off my chest really quick. I feel like I have something to do, so I just might as well do it. Um, this week has been a little bit challenging, right? Because new situations have been introduced. I feel like a fish that got dropped into the tank and I've got to get adapted to, you know, what life can be and, and all these outside elements. And I'm trying to remind myself a few things and I guess it'll get to my positive thought cause they're all positive, but my intention for the week, maybe, maybe more than my positive thought for the week, because I'm feeling reassured that the time not working and, and being out of a situation was good because I got perspective and I found a little bit more of myself. I found a little bit more time with my family and I got a chance to reprioritize what was important to me. So those are all wonderful things. What I'm hoping for and what I'm, I'm trying to motivate myself to make sure that I continue to do is be true to myself and not get lost in every other responsibility that may come up now because I have other commitments. It took a while to just be true to myself and take a lot of the noise around me to stop to do that. So my intention this week, my hope, my positive thought is just to continue to be true to myself and for you guys to do that to yourself, like think about your situation, kind of like eat the meek, you know, why must we stay if we don't belong? We got to be true to ourselves. We got to do the things that are best for us. And, uh, yeah, I hope that motivates you a little bit. And, uh, I just appreciate you all for listening to us. And it's been a wonderful episode for me. Lots of family, lots of great music. And I just feel good about what we're doing fellas. So beyond the positive thoughts, just yeah. want to say thank you to both of you for making this shit happen. Oh man, we appreciate you, man. Thank you. That was definitely very motivating. I, uh, I enjoyed that a lot, man. Thank you. Have, uh, Our positive thoughts are much better having you here. You've always got you. I you have like the most consistently good positive thoughts, Brett. <laughs> every time off the top, like I feel like sometimes I flounder. I say stuff that just doesn't make sense. Sometimes JB he'll do this crazy awesome positive thought that legitimately motivates me for a couple days. I'll like I'll think about what JB had to say. I'm just like, man, that was so powerful. And then other times it's kind of average. And Brett, you're just consistently solid every week. Oh, uh, I'm just watching. Stay taking shots at me, dude. Jesus. I was watching your expression <laughs> the whole time while I was talking. Um, well, thank you. All right, I, well, I now that you've just like lasered me and just ripped me up, dude. Yeah. Talk about how shitty my positive thoughts are. <laughs> Let's see what you got, dude. Um. You know, I uh, I feel kind of like, um, obviously for different reasons, right? We've, we've all got different stuff going on in our lives, but I've been feeling kind of like a fish out of water the past couple weeks, Brett. Um, there's like a little off, like just something just doesn't feel right. I don't always feel comfortable in every scenario. And like one thing I've just been trying to do to just stay level-headed is just almost having the confidence that whatever's happening is going to happen the way that it's meant to and it's just fine. And like sometimes life can feel like square peg round hole, right? Like yeah. you're, you're just trying to make something work that doesn't. Um, but man, sometimes it's just a feeling. And if you just go with the flow and let life continue happening, everything will be fine. You know, everything tends to work itself out if you just let stuff keep happening. Yeah. And if you just remember that in the back of your head, 
you'll be a little bit happier while maybe the stress is going on. I don't know. That's just one thing I've been reminding myself is like, man, everything's going to be fine. I'm feeling stressed out today. Maybe there's no reason. Maybe it's the election. Maybe it's coronavirus. Maybe it's because JB won't come over and hang out with me today. He's going to do this over video. I don't know why I'm feeling weird today. Um, no. <laughs> I'm sorry, JB, the face you were just making. Yeah. Looked, you're, you're making some faces there. Um, that that was my positive thought. That's that's what I had. Sorry. Yeah, that's it. Dude, I was making faces because I was so excited by the words that you were saying. It was transcending me into a just a uh, you know a thought pattern that made me just so stoked and excited. I had to just visually express that. And the only way I could do that is a very animated facial expression. So I apologize about that. That threw you off. But great positive thought of the week, man. Um, yeah, dude, my positive thought of the week is more just like a thought that I've had recently is kind of like, how do you break patterns? Okay, because I've got some new opportunities coming up in my life. Mm-hmm. And I feel that as somebody who has battled adversity in my life, a theme with me has always been, especially when I was younger, is like full of potential. But then somehow I fuck it up through like my own bad decisions or, you know, self-sabotaging myself or just like kind of being reckless or, you know, rejecting authority or, you know, for whatever reason, like that, that it was, it, it's always been a theme of like full potential fucks it up, but then I work my way back out of it. It's just like, I've seen it in so many different situations in my life. It's like, I create these, these um, problems and then I work my ass off to get out of them to get back to where I would have been had I just not done it the hard way. It was like the easy way or the hard way. I always choose the hard way. And, you know, as I'm growing and becoming more mature, you know, I have a new opportunity now in my life that, that is, is coming my way very fast. And I'm trying to understand how can I avoid, how can I avoid falling into those old patterns, the old history of my life, the, you know, like, like, I, I don't know, maybe you guys have your own, uh, you know, things that are consistent with you or, or whatever theme in your life. But like, how do I break that? How do I fucking rewrite this next opportunity in a completely different way than I've unfortunately have like lived and lived and lived? Like, that's actually a question to you guys right now. It's not even a positive thought. Like, I'm curious if you guys have any thoughts. Like, how do you do that? How do you break mm-hmm. the theme that you've been like living to achieve ultimately what you want, which is to just come you know, into an opportunity right out of the gates, crush it and, and not fuck it up and not like experience a setback that you've imposed upon yourself. I'm curious for your thoughts. You gotta, I mean, I I say this, I'm not perfect at it, but I, I recently had a, a need to shift my situation and change some, you know, personal habits and whatnot. And it got, to the point to where it wasn't really an option like the not wanting I so badly did not want the results of knowing what those actions would be so yeah I could set myself up to fail and any other time before that I may have done that in the past but knowing what that outcome is and knowing that I'm not going to be satisfied with that outcome made me feel like that outcome wasn't even an option So, so changing it to being like, you know, we all have a certain amount of freedoms 
And I've had, I've still wrestled with that too. It's kind of interesting you say that because I'm still thinking about that this week as I started a new job and started changing things around again and, and, and having a different format to my life and wondering how do I change X, Y, and Z? How do I not be my own worst enemy? Cause I've always done that. Yeah. And for yeah. me, the answer is there, there, there is no other option. I, I think there's been a time where, you know, I think I'm helping myself by thinking I'm allowed to make whatever decision. But I think at the end of the day, if you know that a decision isn't going to help you, it's not going to help the people close to you. It's not going to help your coworkers, your loved ones, everything else or yourself, then, yeah. then there really isn't an option for you to take that option because it's not going to work. And so just cutting it out, just not allowing yeah. it to be possible because especially in a situation where you have the control, where you don't have to allow that to be the outcome, whatever that outcome may be that you don't want. But if it's all 100% within your control, all the variables are on your marionette to control. There's absolutely zero reason if you truly don't want it to allow it to be possible. That's true, man. That's a good, that's good perspective. Well, I guess then that's my positive thought, man. Anyone, I challenge anyone that's listening right now to think about their life. Think about the patterns that they, that hold true to their life that have played out in a negative way, whether it's going to a new relationship or a new job opportunity or your friendships, like what is your self-sabotaging pattern? What is that thing that you do that you fall into? And just like Brett said, understand you have autonomy, you have a decision to make. And you know what? Maybe you're not at the point where the consequence of that is too strong for you to decide it's time to change, but it sounds like, well, it, <laughs> If you're at that point where it's too strong, it's time to make a fucking change. Take your hand out of the lion's mouth. You know what I mean? Like, let's go. That's my positive thought of the week. So, Evan, hopefully that's one that you think about for a couple of days or maybe it was one of those trash ones you were talking about. I don't know. But uh, that's my positive thought of the week, man. So I'll leave it at that. Well, it's been a good episode, family. We've Evan, got some I miss you. good things. Good things. You guys are going to be together next week. You're going to be together next yeah. week. Don't lie. We'll be in person next week for sure. Yeah. Yes. We'll, see, we'll sure. see if we survive it. He's coming over. Well, right yeah, we'll recording. see if we're friends after this, dude. I feel like uh, Evan just been taking all these passive aggressive shots at me. It's like you look him up and look up passive aggressive in the dictionary. You see freaking Chris D'Elia, and then you realize, oh wait, no, that's Evan, and you realize that he doesn't even like me saying that. So um, I I feel as though here. the person who's taking shots right now is not named Evan Yarmo or Chris D'Elia. I well, feel as Evan, though I love you, Brett. Same man. I, I this has been this has been a fantastic podcast. I'm glad we get to do this, and uh, hopefully people listening enjoy it. And we'll just do the same thing next week, man. Maybe we'll change it up a little bit. Who knows? Maybe we'll do that. It's for the vibes episode. What is it now? What is this season three episode? Well, thirteen. Thirteen. I think so. Dsc Trace, I love in here in Arizona. Thank you all for listening. Peace. <laughs>